Blog Talk Radio. I've been paying attention to what's going on out there, man. Yup. I've been watching you niggas stealing my ways and shit. Uh-huh. And it's getting out of control now. Out of control. I'm gonna start telling you niggas like I tell my bitches. Listen. Don't watch me, watch TV. This is pay-per-view, nigga. You got to pay for this. Hey! First, let me take time to brush my shoulders off. Wait. I had to dust my shoulders all back. Y'all been waiting, been patient, been anxious. Now I here for bring back me your greatness. Yeah, the rap I lead, jab I weave, and come back with the same jab times three. I blow smoke to the heaven. I'm so dope it's a weapon. Rap's one big casino. I'm plotting Ocean Eleven. I, I might have sold the least, but I still managed to be most feared by most MCs. It's all authentic, yeah. but you better believe whatever I say, no homo. You can bet your balls I miss it. Mic check one two one two one two. Mic check one two one two one two. Mic check one two. What is this? Santana's back to business. Let's go. Mic check one two one two. Check. Mic check one two one two. Check. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, peoples of all ages, we welcome you once again to your favorite music blog podcast known as My Check right here on the TSOTS Blog Talk channel as well as on the TSOTS app. We thank you for joining us as always. This is yours truly, the one and the only most electrifying man of internet radio, DC's People Champ. I am joined by my partners in crime for what is going to be a awesome, awesome show here. First off, of course, we got a fool, the lovely Queen Poison. Queen Poison, what's going on with you? What's up, homie? Ain't nothing, homie. What's going on with you, homie? Um, not too much. I'm in really good spirits today. We're well, always in good spirits, so, you know, that's nothing new. I mean, but today I'm in really, really good spirits, I guess because I'm so excited about about today's show and the interview that we have lined up. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely right there with you. And, of course, this show wouldn't go the way it would without my brother from another mother, one of the hardest working men on the TSOTS staff. He is the one. He is the only. He is our RB resident. So, Bishop Manny Kane, Bishop Manny Kane, what's going on, Bishop Manny Kane? What it is and what it do, people. That's it. It's going to be an excellent show tonight, trying to tell y'all. So, you know, you following us on Twitter, pay attention to the tweets. You know, you following us on Instagram, pay attention. It's going to be a great show. We got a fantastic artist up, you know, that we getting ready to interview. Plus, as always, we got some good music. Good music. Everybody like good music. Good music and some great music. So, I'm ready. I've been ready all day. Let's get it. Yes, indeed. Like we're gonna we're gonna start off the show, of course, with a quick three. We're gonna also we're gonna talk about who what we think was the best decade of music. And then at 10:35, we're gonna have a special guest um, on the show that we're gonna do an interview with. And his name is Darren Smith. He's known as the sole entertainer 
Uh, Darren just put out a new album just yesterday, uh, which is called 1985. We're going to talk to him about that, and we're going to play a couple of his songs and uh, get some insight from him about his album and just, you know, him in general. So I cannot wait for that one. This is going to be so much fun. Uh, but, of course, we got to start with our with our quick three, get you uh, – Get you some news out there from the world of music uh, for you to get uh, get yourselves ready for the night uh, for the night's show. So first off, uh, some sad news in the in the music world. Uh, Joey Feek, who was part of the husband and wife country music duo of Joey and Rory, uh, unfortunately passed away this past fr- last Friday at the age of forty after uh, going through a long battle with cervical cancer. Uh, Joey, uh, formerly known as Joey Martin, uh, Feek uh, was diagnosed with cervical cancer uh, a couple years ago, and it recently had spread to her colon and became terminal. Um, Joey's husband Rory uh, kept everyone abreast of her of her uh, condition through their blog, and on the day that she passed away, Joey went to their blog and um, and wrote this quote. My wife's greatest dream came true today. She is in heaven. The cancer is gone. The pain has ceased, and all her tears are dry. Joey is in the arms of her beloved brother Justin, and used her pretty voice, uh, using her pretty voice to sing for her savior. End quote. Um, the songstress uh, cancer spread in October 2015, and she informed fans that she was stopping her treatment. Entered hospice care early in November. And in the months that followed, the blog kept everybody abreast of what was going on until her passing just last Friday. Um, the group gained fame back in 2008 when on the CMT um, station show, Can You Duet, the couple placed third, were third-place finalists on that show. They released a debut album that same year known as The Life of a Psalm, and the single from that album, Cheater, Cheater, peaked at number 30 on the Billboard's Hot Country Songs charts. Uh, they actually won an Academy of Country Music Award for a top new vocal duo back in 2010. Once again, uh, Joey Feek dead at the age of 40 due to cervical cancer. And on a personal note, I would just like to say, fuck cancer. Okay, we're going to move on. So, yeah, fuck cancer. Anyway. Um, next, we have a historic hiring at one of the nation's most prominent performance centers. Uh, Back last year, Kendrick Lamar was booked to perform alongside the National Symphony Orchestra at the Kennedy Center. What happened? Tickets sold out in a a flash. Journalists were flocking to the D.C. area to cover the show. First-time visitors flooded the concert hall, and the gig itself went off with flying colors. Now, because of that great, because of that great response to hip hop being um, being so prominent in there, they decided it was like it, they decided that it was time that they brought in somebody to bolster the hip hop presence at the Kennedy Center. Enter one of the one of the founders of the legendary rap group A Tribe Called Quest, Q Tip was announced in their in the seasonal announcement this past Tuesday that he is going he is being named their first artistic director of hip hop culture. 
Uh, the 45-year-old rapper is expected to begin curating performances at the Kennedy Center this summer with hip-hop in mind. Uh, according to the press release from the Kennedy Center, quote, Q-Tip will establish a dynamic new program that will stretch across all disciplines, bringing the historic roots, contemporary expressions, and transformative power of, to the Kennedy Center and local and national audiences. Uh, there's, a possi- there's a likelihood that there will be a collaboration between Q-Tip and the current artistic and the current artistic director for jazz, Jason Moran, who's a former jazz pianist. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, a lot of more hip hop performances uh, at the Kennedy Center. How about that one, Creepoise? You had something to say about that when I first told you about it. Hello. Um, I was, I was saying that I thought it was interesting, given that I'm not for sure how many of our fans are from the D.C. area or are familiar with the D.C. area, but the D.C. area for a long time was predominantly black, and you know a lot of black people are actually getting pushed out. Kennedy Center has never really had too many black people there outside of maybe classical music or dealing with the the orchestra. So to have hip-hop artists actually come in is a big step. That's like a milestone. That's like moving into a whole other direction. Nas did perform there in 2014 as well as Kendrick Lamar, I believe, sometime last year. And to have Q-Tip, who is iconic in hip-hop alone, I think that he would be actually probably one of the most fitting for this position. So I say congrats to him. Hey, what you what you think about the the, the hire? Uh, I think you now it's they they didn't go wrong with this election. I mean, he's definitely someone that's passionate about hip-hop, knows the history of hip-hop. Um, so it's a definite step in the right direction um, to incorporate a big portion of music um, in today's society from a historical standpoint because he can, he, can, he, can, he can give it to you. Q-Tip can give it to you. Uh, and I just look at it as another just Another step to just share a part of us in the right way. Oh yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he brings to the Kennedy Center. I'm sure that because uh, I drove, I drove by the Kennedy Center plenty of times where I uh, where I used to where I, where I work at. So it would be great to, you know, see the Kennedy Center booming with some with some hip-hop and everything. And speaking of hip-hop, that leads me to our third story in the quick three. And basically it's just a four-word statement. Funk volume is dead. So according to Hobson, Hobson back in January posted on his Facebook about a split between himself and the label that he created, Funk Volume. Well, this past week, uh, on March the 8th, he came out with an, his 
uh, well-known series, uh, well-known song known as The Ill Mind of Hobson. It was the eighth edition of the eighth song done, and the rapper from Panorama City went in on the eighth, the Ill Mind of Hobson eight, where he addresses the uh, the conflict between himself and the co-founder of Funk Volume, Damian Ritter. He absolutely just rips Ritter in two in a lyrical tirade on this track that was set inside a courtroom with uh, Hobson performing. Uh, Hobson went on, said with, uh, in an exclusive interview with Hip Hop DX, quote, about releasing the track, it feels great, great feeling. Been waiting to get it off my chest for two months now. I didn't want to resort to that, but the way things are going with the whole funk volume situation, it's kind of rubbing me the wrong way, so I had to be vocal about it. That's since, uh, that's since I was a child, that's been my way of venting, so I had to do what I do best and be vocal. Um, Hobson said that he does still he does still stay in regular contact with one of the guys that he signed the funk volume, which is Jared Benson. Um, he doesn't communicate very much with Swizz, who was another person he signed, because Swizz is actually the brother, the younger brother, of Damian Ritter. Um they uh, Hobson did say that the reason for the rift did come after Ritter, um, after Ritter got the independent label a distribution deal with Warner Brothers, um, and it was under that deal Hobson's recent album Pound Syndrome was released under that contract. But Hobson said in the song that it was a shitty deal. Now currently, uh, Hobson has moved forward and is now uh, with Undercover Prodigy currently working with King Los and has said he will be open to collaborating with Ty Dollar Sign. Uh, but but that is the, a big story in hip-hop that one of the most highly known um, independent artists actually broke away from his own label that he started because of a riff with the co-founder. And uh, that is your quick three here on Mic Check. Unbelievable. Crazy. Crazy. I definitely have any of y'all heard? heard I heard it. I heard it and that shit is bananas. Like I just sat there and I was like, Wow. Like I wanna say of all the disc records I've heard, that by far is one of the best ones. I'm gonna have to check it out. Exactly. I've heard it. That is a diss track for all the diss tracks, like <laughs> 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 and I was just sitting there And I was just like mm. Like it wasn't even about me And I felt bad <laughs> I was just like mm. Ouch yeah. yeah exactly Exactly that's why I was I, Even I sat back and I was just I listened to that when I first woke up The day it came out and I was just like Oh damn Like wait a minute Jesus And then I listened to it again and I was still like Jesus like all the disrespect, but I mean, he had to get it off his chest. He had to get it off his chest. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sometimes you got to now. Sometimes you got to. That was the way to so, do it. <laughs> so before we get into our topic of the day, uh, I do have to announce the results of last week's uh, Battle of the Best, which we we had to focus on the genre of reggae dancehall. Uh, let me remind you of who the, what the picks were. Uh, Queen Poison had Super Cat, Dolly, my baby. I had Junior Reed with One Blood. And Vicious Pick was Juby 40, Red Wine. 
And the poll closed yesterday evening at 11 o'clock, and your winner, and once again, is the Battle of the Best Champion, Queen Poison with Super Cat Dolly, my baby. Congratulations, Queen Poison. Yay, bag of rice. <laughs> I demand a recount. <laughs> <laughs> Salty. <laughs> yep. Queen Poison is once again the battle of the best champion. She will hold that championship and will defend it next week. What the the topic will be, we will determine that during the week and announce it when we get ready to advertise the show for next week. But so right now, Queen Poison will hold on to that championship this week, but she will be defending it next week, and I will be getting it back, or possibly Bishop might be taking it. We'll we'll have to see. That's okay. I'm gonna keep it warm. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. But uh, let's get it in, though. Let's uh, let's go ahead and just jump into our topic. One of our to- the one topic we're going to talk about tonight, which is what what decade produced had the best music? What decade produced some great sounds and great tracks? So we're going to get a little bit of a a soundtrack going here, and then we're going to get into that. And just remember, you can give us a call at 347-215-8558 if you want to quickly talk about what you think had the best, the music best decade, or if you want to come on later and, you know, chat with our special guest, Darren Smith, the uh, soul entertainer, uh, just give us a call, you know what I'm saying? So, I think we should let our Battle of the Best champion. Go ahead and kick it off and tell us who, like her pick for music's best decade. My pick for music of the best decade, I would have to go with the 90s. Okay. I chose the 90s because I grew up in the 90s. So that's, I mean, I. I Granted, I listen to other genres, and I listen to other top plays, but that seemed like that was the biggest one for me because it was just so much going on at that time. Everybody's getting signed. Everybody's trying to put themselves out there for music. Everybody wants to be a rapper. Everybody wants to be a singer. You know, you had great like Biggie, Tupac, SWV, Mary J. Blige, Faith Evans, Little Kim, the whole Junior Mafia. Um, we still had some of the greats like Run DMC, Roddy by Nature, um, Try Called Quest, Tony, Tony, Tony. You had everybody. Most of the music that we can relate to came out of the 90s because that was a transitional period of hip hop starting in the 80s, going into the early 2000s. So it really was. Um, a, a major period for hip hop and R&B as a whole. That's when begging was still pretty good. After that, it was kind of doing do, but begging music was still pretty good. You still had your Keith Sweat, you still had your baby face. I will say I do. I did like music in the nineties. I really think that the nineties. And everybody knows I'm a hip hop head, and I gotta say that the 90s, hip hop in the '90s is the best 
in terms of, of the year of hip-hop. That really was what brought hip-hop really to the forefront. I mean, the 80s was where it got its start, but the 90s was where it really took off and everything. But I'll get into my decade in just a second, but I want to, uh, you know, see to the, to the bishop and see where he th- where he's going with his, his ass for him. Well, you know, our lovely queen took my decade, you know. I was going to go with But however Bless the Lord uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say the I'll, I'll say the 80s And the reason why I'll say the 80s Even though I strongly agree With what Queen said about the 90s The 90s produced some Man, fantastic music But the 80s Had some fantastic music as well Um 80s gave birth to like the synthesizer and all that type of stuff and like just that different sound uh you know again birthing up the birthing of hip hop uh uh you know again stars like you know you have LL and Run DMC in the in the in the towards the late '80s going into the '90s. You, your your Eric B and Rock Hymns and your Public Enemies, all that type of stuff. Late these these artists and you know are some artists that even really got their start in the '70s that seem to blossom even more or just keep their star lit more so in the '80s. Uh. Hey, hey. So, um, 80s, I'll say the 80s was also an excellent decade. Um, it brought a more, um, funkish, like, electronical sound, if anything. So, you know, if y'all, y'all, for those that are listening, I know y'all hear Run DMC in the background, you know what I'm saying? What can I say? We're talking about some of the, the pioneers right there. You know, can't. But again, you know, if you grew up in if you grew up in the late seventies, I mean, if you if you were born in the late seventies, meaning seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy nine, you definitely grew up in the eighties. You heard like just some some good music, man, some good music. So, uh, the eighties is just, and it was it was just good. Um, and I know I'm leaving some artists out and charge it to my mind, not my heart. Um, I got so much music in my doggone brain, I feel like a walking encyclopedia sometimes. But uh, 80s, is, 80s, 80s definitely helped um, give birth to a lot of music and a lot of artists that took off in the 90s. Or that it, it produced music that inspired a lot of the artists that took off or made them forefront in the 90s. So, I'm going to say the 80s, man. 80s, 90s, like, I had to think really hard on, on this one because a lot of the decades produced some memorable, memorable songs, some memorable, memorable hits, and really set the stage for you know, the current, you know, for what's going on currently. Uh, the 90s, I would have picked the 90s just based on hip-hop because, like I just said, hip-hop really 
hit the ground running and really became prominent in the 90s with guys like JD and Biggie, Tupac, DMX, uh, The Lock, Junior Mafia, all that, you know. Uh, 90s also produced some great R&B as well with Lauryn Hill, Raheem Devon, uh, just to name a few. Uh, then the 80s, of course, was was pioneered for hip-hop with Run DMC and, uh, and all of them. Uh, LL Cool J, uh, Eric B and Rakim, uh, Gangstar, all the all that. And then R&B was really starting to, you know, make a, a shift at that point from where it was before uh, with R&B. But what I decided to do, I decided to go back a little bit more. And I decided to go with the 70s. And this is why I picked the 70s, okay? The 70s produced some extremely memorable, memorable hits. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at songs like, I mean, and not just in one genre, in different genres. Different, different genres. Like from rock with like Hotel California, Bohemian Rhapsody. Staying alive, stairway to heaven. Okay, that's on the rock side. Then you look on the soul side. Just a lot of Marvin Gaye songs. Let's get it on. Um, uh, things like that. I will survive. Midnight train to Georgia. Uh, Lean on me. Uh, this was even before hip hop even made made its way into the into the picture. You know. Dream On from Aerosmith from Back to Rock. Play that funky music too. The 70s, and then you listen right now, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay, alright, I'm sorry. I got a little carry with it. But, <laughs> let's be, I mean, just Kung Fu Fight. Everybody with Kung Fu Fight. Kung Fu Fight. Like, you that's the way Y'all better I, sing I, it. I, I, I like it. Casey in the Sunshine Band. Hey, listen, you know son. Listen, son. Listen, listen. You, you, going, you going back into the Motown days, son. Come on. Come on. Don't want to tap in. Bruh, I'm telling you. Junior Walker like, and Junior Walker and the All-Stars. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, the 70s produced some of the most memorable, memorable tracks that you can ever think of. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody in and of itself... That is the most sung song at any karaoke bar that you go to. Any everybody will grab five or six of their friends, drunk as shit, and will go on stage and sing that song. Period. That is the most. That is one of the one of the songs that you will always hear, always, always. And that's why I picked the seventies. The seventies. I mean, a lot of the songs that were even played in the 90s and the 2000s sample a lot of songs from the 70s. Absolutely. a lot of songs from the 70s. So, you can't, you know, so the 70s really, really paved the way for what we, what we were able to listen to in the 90s, the 2000s, and things of that nature. Absolutely. But anyway... But I think the 70s, so look at this, the 70s, 80s, and 90s were covered. Notice that nobody mentioned the 2000s or the 2010s or anything like that. Just saying. <laughs> so, the 2000s, so, 
the 2000s did have some good stuff, though. I'm not going to lie. The 2000s had some good stuff, too. But you look at you got to look at the decades, like the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Those are where music was really awesome. You know? Indeed. Really, really awesome. You know, I mean, man, without we those all agree decades, on that. Without those decades, you know, 2000s and... 2010's music basically wouldn't be what it is now. Exactly, some garbage. <laughs> I mean, but you got to understand, we've already, like, we're all over the age of 25 here, so that kind of plays into what we had to listen to. And, and some of the music that's out here now, we can't necessarily relate to. Listen, 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 because you 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 sugarcoating it. You sugarcoating. I'm not about to sugarcoat it. No, no, I'm oh, not. That mess is some that that mess no. is some garbage. It's some garbage, <laughs> and the reason why it is some garbage, the reason why most of the music that is out today, especially in the genre as far as hip hop go, is some garbage, is because it has absolutely, positively no substance whatsoever. It don't have a message. Even if you go back into the 90s, especially the early 90s, and sure enough, the 80s when hip-hop really came onto the scene, they had a message. It had a message. They, they, they were aware of what was going on, and they were not afraid to speak on it, regardless of whether or not the record label backed them or not. These artists today are all about money, and the music they make has no substance. Okay. It don't have a message. Well, it don't have a oh, this way. It don't. It don't have a positive message. You're right on that. Oh, but the music that we more so would resonate with is considered conscious rock, to where it does have a message and it would be more relatable to us. Okay, I think we need to figure out. I think we need to figure out another topic to talk about. You know, future show and everything like that. But. I think we had a good topic with that decade of music. So, with that, we're going to take a musical break. Uh, we're going to take a musical break and just, you know, take a pause for the cause. And then when we get back about 1035, uh, we're going to have our special guest on, Darren Smith, the soul entertainer. And we're going to be chatting with him about his new album that he just came out with. I, I do. I cannot wait for this. I really cannot wait for this. Uh, so, sit back, relax, and listen. We're going to actually play one a song from his new album. Uh, just to bring him in. So just take, sit back, relax, and listen. You are listening to TSOCS Mic Check right here on the TSOCS channel and the TSOCS app.
TSOCS mic check right here on the TSOCS channel and the TSOCS app. Uh, this is DC People's Champ here along with Queen Poison and the Bishop Eddie K. And that song you just heard, the title of it is over, and it is performed by our guest this evening. He is a local product from right here in the DC metropolitan area. He is a very talented singer, songwriter, and he just released a new album that just came out yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you, he is known as the soul entertainer. He is Darren Smith. Darren, how you doing this evening, my friend? What's going on, you guys? Thank you guys for having me on tonight. How you guys feeling? Good, man, good. Feeling good, man. We feeling good. All is well. That's what's up. I'm so excited to be on with you guys tonight. Um, It's been about... Four years since I've been on this radio show, um, and I'm so I'm glad to be back. I thank you guys for having me tonight. Well, we're glad to have you on the show, my friend. We're definitely glad to have you. Absolutely. Um, first, first off, I just want to say I actually today got to listen uh, to your new album, uh, 1985 Today, from top to bottom, and I just have to say that I enjoyed every single track on that album. I enjoyed every single one of them. It was an amazing album. And I know I'm not the only one who thinks that. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I definitely much. agree. It, it was like that. I enjoyed it. 
Thank you so much. Um, man, I'm, I'm just the feedback I've been getting from everybody, um, from on social media um, to the people locally here in the DMV area. It's been just the last two days. It's been or really 36 hours has been amazing, the feedback I've been getting. And um, I'm, I think this is my best work to date. Um, I put a lot of time and energy into this album. So I'm grateful everybody is digging it, and um, it speaks to them. Everybody has their favorite tracks, and, you know, but cohesively everybody's like, man, this is, this is a great body of work, so I'm very humbled by that. Uh, it is a great body of work. I would definitely say that. I do have... Uh, uh, my first question to you, Darren, is uh, why don't you, you know, tell some of the people who may be listening, who may who may not be familiar with you, to, you know, tell them tell them a little bit about yourself and your your humble beginnings, how you got to this point. Okay, cool. Um, well, for those of you out there in Radio Land, um, I am Darren, also known as the Soul Entertainer. I'm born and bred in the DMV area. Um, I got my start in church. Um, like many singers start, I, I grew up listening to, um, I grew up in church singing, um, but I grew up listening to music from that era in the 80s, from anywhere from Lionel Richie to Luther Vandross to Tina Marie to Phyllis Hyman to Cindy Lauper to Bruce Springsteen. So, you know, I had a really eclectic, you know, group of artists that I listened to growing up. And the first thing before I started to sing, I started to write. I picked up a pen. And that was my therapy. And then about two years later, I opened my mouth and I was like, oh, I can sing. <laughs> um, so from then on, I grew up and um, I went to Suitland. Shout out to Suitland High School. I graduated in 2003, performing arts. Um, and from there, I began my journey as an independent artist. I released my mixtape, The Beautiful Struggle, back in 2008, followed up in 2010 with my debut album, In Search Of. Um, which has an incredible single sooner or later off there. If you never heard it, go listen to that. Um, followed by the second album back in 2012, which is Instant Gratification. And it was like I was releasing projects every two years. And then, man, life happened. And um, I took some time to really go through life, and I experienced life. And it wasn't really by choice so much, but by just by God. And um, 1985 was born after that. Um, so it four years in the making. Um, I performed all over the U.S. I just came back from L.A. at the Grammys. Um, that was an incredible experience representing the DMV to the fullest out there. I had an incredible time. I met some incredible artists, um, and incredible. I've opened up for people like Kelly Price, Robin S., Young Fly Red, K. Michelle. Um, I've been doing my thing, you know. I've had some incredible opportunities, and I believe that, I don't believe that I don't believe that I've ever come to a point where people say that I've made it. I feel like I'm only just beginning, and especially with this project, I feel like I'm on the brink of something incredible. Um, I feel like this project speaks to a lot of people um, at a time that we really need this music here in this industry, and um, doing it independently by by all means for me is the best way to go because I'm in control of how I want to represent myself and present myself to my fans and to my core and give them quality music that they deserve, you know, any time that they need it, so. Amen. Amen. That's definitely Amen. a big thing. Uh, uh, now, 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 that's an answer. That's an answer I like to hear. That's an answer I like to hear. <laughs> uh, my question, oh, man. man, my question would be, 
first of all, uh, I'll make this a two-part. First part is what made you come up with the name the Soul Entertainer? And then part B will be when did you decide that you wanted to make this a career? Um, so part A, um, growing up listening to um, one of my favorite artists growing up was um, in the 90s was Mary J. Blige. And I love how Sean Combs, Diddy, Puffy, whatever you want to call him at the time, who I really look up to as an incredible businessman, you know, deemed her the queen of hip-hop soul. So I was I was so back in the in the early late nineties, like ninety nine, two thousand, I was like, Oh, I need to have like a, a name to kinda associate myself with, you know, people call themselves you know, R. Kelly the Pie Piper, you know, you had the Queen of Hip Hop Soul, you know, you had all these different names for these different artists and so I was like, What should I be called? So at first the name was going to be called the Hip Hop Soul Prince. And that kinda didn't fly. And then um we, um, my creative director, Lisa, she was like, well, what about, you know, we can keep soul, but what, what about entertainer? And I was like, okay, cool, the soul entertainer. So ever since then, it, that's what I've called myself, the soul entertainer, the self-proclaimed. It, it, it fits you, bro. It fits you. It definitely fits you. Yes. I think when, when to break it down to what soul entertainer means is soul doesn't necessarily mean a genre of music. Soul means what comes from within, you know? Um, and the entertainer part is the fact that if anybody's been to any of my live shows or seen me on stage, what you hear on wax is definitely nothing compared to when you see me on stage. I become a whole different person, a whole different persona. And I think that's really my persona is the soul entertainer because when I get on stage, I really dive into my art in a different way, and I give it to you in ways that you've never heard it before. So that's the soul entertainer part. Um, and your part B was? When did you decide that you wanted to make this a career? Oh, um, I knew from an early, okay, I'll put it like this. I knew from an early age that music was something. Uh-oh. Looks like we we've. Looks like we lost our, our guest. We're going to try to get him back here right before he was getting ready to answer the question. But right now you're listening to CSOCS Mic Check. Uh, this is DCC Chat with Queen Poison and the Bishop so far. So far, what are you, what are you guys thinking about our, our special guest so far while we get him back? Oh, never mind. He's back. All right, Darren, you back? Hello? Oh, okay, yeah, I'm back. I don't you. know what happened. <laughs> All right. Um, I knew from an early age around about nine or ten that I knew that music was something I was supposed to do. Um, I don't know what it was, what, what it was, singer, writer, whatever, but I knew at an early age that's what I was supposed to do. Um, and as I got older, um, I had a production deal. Um, I started, I went the whole trying to figure out myself in, in the music business, and I had a production deal at the age of 16, gospel, and then that fell through, and then I had a management deal that fell through. And um, But I knew, I think around... It was like my 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 first year of high school, so I say around fourteen, fifteen, where I said this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I was going to become an artist, a songwriter, and arranger for the rest of my life. And I knew that this was my purpose. I knew that everything prior to getting to where, even where I'm at now, um, was only a stepping stone to get there. So it was very early on. I, I knew. 
I do have a question. You referred to what you're doing as art. So with the 1985 project, what song would you consider as your favorite and why? Wow. You know, (laughs) that changes from day to day. Um, Ah, man. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to tell you that right now it's Save Me Tonight. Save Me Tonight is um it's going to be um a, it's going to be the dual second single Save Me Tonight and Cool are going to be the dual second single but Save Me Tonight and um I tell you why. I wrote that song at um a really rough part in my life. Um over the last year and a half, it took me a year that to, to we started recording this project top of 2015 in January. I started writing for this project probably over the last three years. Um, about over the last year and a half, I've lost about five family members. Um, and it would seem to be back to back to back to back. And um, when I wrote Save Me Tonight, Save Me Tonight came in a point where I was, I was really at a vulnerable point in my life asking God, really, was the head of my life, and I said, I don't know what's going on, but I need a sign that, you know, I'm not built to break, that I'm that I'm supposed to keep going because everything around me seems to be crashing. And um, the song started out as a really slow <laughs> ballad, just me and the piano. And then my producer, my production team, uh, Revelation Production, Mike Gary, shout out to Mike Gary and Mike Gary Jr., um, who worked on the project. Um, this whole project, we came in and Mike put that that if you when you hear the song that doom, 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 that that tick in the background, and then the piano comes in, and to me it's like a slow progression. And by the time you get to the end of the song, you have the full blown choir, and then I kind of take you on this high and then bring you back down. It's like a roller coaster ride of emotion. So that's probably my favorite song on the album right now. I can put that on every day. And like start my day with that. Nice, nice. So my my question to get to you, Darren, is um, you describe your sound as clean, simple, and yet emotional. You want to like expound about upon that? Like, what does that mean uh, when it comes to you? What does that mean when your sound is clean, simple, and yet emotional? Definitely. Um, I make it known to to um to everybody and anybody. Um I am not I'm blessed. I had to get to this point where I am very comfortable in the fact that I don't sound like anybody else. I don't sound like you guys were just talking earlier about the stuff that's currently that's played on the radio and what we're currently listening to. I am blessed to say that I'm not no disrespect to what anybody else is doing, but I'm not doing the trap thing. I'm not. I'm not the singer that you put on, and I got all the gospel runs. I'm not over here doing all the tricks and and everything, or putting the effects on my voice. I'm just gonna give you my voice straight, raw. It's it's clean. It's it's pure. It has the tone to my voice. To me, it's smooth. You know, 
but there's parts of my voice that brings out a certain emotion. The soft palate of my voice brings out a certain emotion that resonates to me with my fans, and, and um, it pulls something out of them. I can't really explain it. I only give it up to God that um, I have that, that I'm blessed to be able to do that. But I'm, when I open my mouth, it seems like people are affected in a way where it touches them to their core. So when I say clean yet, um, clean, simple, and emotional, it's, it's pretty much self-explanatory. It's clean, it's simple, but it, it, it's definitely emotional. It definitely resonates with whatever's inside of you. Very nice, very nice. Uh, real quick, I do want to take a you know, listen to one of the one of the tracks off of your uh, off of your current album, and I think you say it was one of the ones that's your your current favorite, uh, which is "Save Me Tonight," which you said you talked you wrote that during a very rough period in your life. So I wanted to play that, and then we'll come back. We'll have some more questions because I'm having a great time hanging out here with uh, such a very humble and talented young man as Darren as Darren is. So, Darren, if you don't mind, we want to go ahead and play that, and then we'll come back and we'll have some, we'll talk, we'll chat some more. Okay, cool. I'm here. Save me tonight, y'all. All right. So, so this is Save Me Tonight off of Darren's new album, 1985, right here on TSOTS Mic Check.
Um, and then him going solo and the stuff he started to create when he transitioned from the Commodore to, to solo and the type of career that he's had. And, the, and for me, it's big. I'm really big on being a songwriter. Everything, everything that you hear, lyrically-wise, I wrote it. Nobody helped me. <laughs> everything I write myself. Um, and the fact that he, um, he takes his pen to pad and he's so honest when it comes to it, that's what I always wanted to aspire to be. So hands down, Lionel Richie. So Lionel Richie, if you're listening or if you ever hear this, it's you. Um, you're, you're, you're top number one. I actually got a chance to um, experience um, him in, at the Grammy Awards. He was um, honored for the Music Cares Award. So I was honored to be in the building for that. And um, we actually ran cross paths about two years ago when he was in D.C. And um, I was tweeting, you know, like, everybody come out to the Lionel Richie show. I had my tickets and everything. And um, Lionel Richie hit me up. His management team hit me up and was like, hey, we want to give you comp tickets front row center. And I was like, we? And uh, we chatted for a little bit, and he just gave me some really great encouragement. And he told me, look, keep doing what you're doing. Your music is great. He said, one day we'll definitely cross paths. And, um just keep at what you're doing. So that was really humbling. So Lionel Richie all day. That's not a bad influence to have because I'm a big fan of Lionel Richie myself. I definitely am a big fan of Lionel Richie. So that's not a bad influence to have right there. Uh, Come on, you got hello. <laughs> you said the other ones were what? The other ones aren't bad either. I will say that. But Lionel oh. Richie, I like that answer. <laughs> I will say that. Anyway. Oh, you you can't be. I mean, Lionel Richie's incredible, but it's some incredible people. Phyllis Hyman, who man, if she was living today, I swear. I mean, so many people have missed out on an incredible um, singer. Um, she was an incredible songstress. Um, even Tina Marie. I've been to every Tina Marie that's ever come through D.C. that I've been able to go to a show for. I've been to like ten Tina Marie shows. Um, even when she you came with Rick James, Tina Marie is an incredible. Um, Vocalist, songwriter, producer, Miss Nally Cole, who we just lost at the top of the year, is incredible as well, soulful, jazzy. Um, if you listen to Cool, there's a side of me that, that lives in jazz, man, lives in that R&B jazz world like Anita Baker and, you know, has that jazz style, um, George Duke, um, like li- listening to those things. So if you hear Cool on the album, that's another favorite of mine. You'll hear that side where I kind of, bring that jazzy side. So, yeah, Natalie Cole, incredible. These are some incredible artists. The 80s produced some incredible music, some incredible music, um, and some incredible artists. So I'm glad to be an 80s baby. 1985, if you guys don't know, is the year I was born. So that's the title of the album. I feel like it's the the point where I feel like this album to me is the, it's the telling of coming of age of who I am as an artist and as a man, and knowing my place here in the music industry, and really my place here on earth. That's my most honest project to date, definitely. Yeah, I, I kind of figured that 1985, had, you know, was the was the year of your birth and everything, and that was actually going to be my next question, was like, how do you, how would you describe uh, this project and uh, what the, the aim and the goal was with this project, but you pretty much just answered that one. Um, and <laughs> Yeah, man, 1985 was really, um, I won't say it was, it, it was kind of a concept album. I wanted to um, pay homage to um, the music that I grew up listening to or that my mom, you know, and my grandma, you know, was playing. And um, 
you listen to songs on the album like Over, which was like my Ready for the World Tonight song. You remember Ready for the World, It's to Love Me Down and Tonight, they had that, that cool harmony and, you know, that sensual sound. So when I was creating Over, that was in my mind and what we were listening to. Um, when you hear something like SOS, I'm thinking about like something with Cindy Lauper would do or something off the Can't Slow Down Lionel Richie album. So I really engrossed myself in that in the 80s and in the music from the 80s, even the culture, even to from the album cover to the Ash, the Ash, Ash Wash jean jacket and the leather jacket and the black and the whole nine yards. I immersed myself, and even now going forward with the process, I'm immersing myself in that culture, which was the 80s. Fashion was incredible. The music was incredible. Everybody was free. I mean, the styles was from the shoulder pads to the cross colors to the to the um to the hairstyles we're wearing now with the fades and everything. Man, the eighties was an incredible year. Um, and so I'm grateful to have had an incredible team to work on this album. I definitely want to shout out Michael Gary Senior and Michael Gary Junior who handled this entire album from Revelation Production out Baltimore, Maryland. Um, I've been working with um, Mike Gary Sr. at Revelations for about going on nine years now. But this is the first time me and him actually did a full album together. Um, and him growing up in the, in the 80s and being a producer and engineer and MC himself, he knew the sound that I was looking for and how to kind of create that but still give it that modern edge. So shout out to my production team. Thank you so much, man. I couldn't do it without them. All right, Dan. I, I you spoke of Lionel Richie being like pretty much your biggest influence. So I want to ask you this: for those that are listening, for those that are gonna go get, you know, purchase this album, and y'all need to purchase this album for all of all of our fans that are listening. You can go to iTunes, CD Baby. Uh, where else can they go to to get the album? You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Tidal, Spotify, Shazam. Anywhere that music is streamed or sold, it's there. Okay, and the name of the album again is 
people to get inspiration. I want them to be inspired and empowered when they hear this project. I want them to say, look, man, I can put this joint on and I can just vibe the whole day and nothing, nothing can tear me down. Nothing can, can stop me from anything that I'm doing. So that's the biggest thing. I'm all about changing people's lives and through my music is, the, is a big way. So I hope everybody's inspired by it. Hey, hey man, Great answer, man. Great answer. Thank you. Oh. Well, I heard the album, and Cool is one of my favorites. What emotion were you exactly tapping into when you broke that one? Uh, <laughs> cool was, um, y'all know, come on, let's be real. We didn't had a relationship where you like, look, I'm good. You go your way, I'm going to go mine. I don't want to get back. You just go on and do your thing. I kind of was up watching um, <laughs> one late night watching Wayne to Hotel, and we all know the famous Angela Bassett thing. And she's like, get your stuff and get out. And she's burning all his stuff. And there's a part in the line in the song where I say, um, I parked your car. I said, I parked your car in the driveway, taking out the gas, and I'm dousing it with gas, and it was like my way to a tail moment, like, look, I guess you ain't going to be driving this car no more because I'm done with you. So, um, you know, it came from a real place. I don't want to delve into too much of it, but it did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, how I can relate. I hope I don't want nobody to go and burn in them cars now. No, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not saying that. I'm talking about as far as the emotion. <laughs> I'm, I'm in that do place that, right now where I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm cool. Yeah. Look, look, let, 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 let us throw that. Let us throw this disclaimer out there real quick. T S O T S does not endorse setting anyone's car on fire. On fire. Oh, we don't endorse violence, okay? There's no endorsement of any violence no. of any kind. We are no. pacifists, okay? I'd rather you pick up the TV and play cool if you need to get your aggression out. <laughs> but if you need to whoop somebody's ass, I, okay, all right, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to ask my question now. <laughs> but, uh, Sir, but I am Darren, a pacifist. Also... <laughs> okay, okay, poison. We believe you. Anyway. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> There, like, one of another thing that you know, another title that you have with yourself as long as you know, with the song being a singer and a songwriter is activist. Uh, how about you? Yes. you know, can you tell the people about some of the things that you know, some of the things that you're very passionate about in terms of your activism uh, uh, overall in, in your life right now? Definitely, man. Um, I started an organization about three years ago called the Respect Yourself Project. It's a, um, we're a 501c nonprofit organization here in the DMV area that focuses on the anti-stigma against HIV and AIDS. I, be, I became an HIV and AIDS activist a little over eight years ago. I started with an organization um, in New York called Lifebeat and here, an uh, organization here in um, the DMV called Outdoor. They brought me here to the Whitman Walker Clinic to perform um, for some people um, who were living with HIV and AIDS. And from there, Man, I've gone all over the world using my talent to be able to inspire those who are living with the virus. And for me, I have a personal connection with it. Um, 
that I have a lot of people in my family and friends who are, who are living with the virus. And so I felt that, for me, I had to be a champion and be a voice to be able to inspire people um, through my music. And so the, the nonprofit uses performing arts, dance, and music to um, create anti-stigma messages surrounding the HIV and AIDS virus. So this is our third year. We just, just this past um, Saturday, we um, March 5th, we had our annual Project Red HIV concert um, and fundraiser where I headlined, um, and I did a, a, a pretty much half of the album. Um, we had um, some incredible artists um, on the on the bills themselves, and um, so that's what I do with um, the organization. Um, and we also do in September we do a Zumba song, and so I, that segues into the second thing that I do. I'm a Zumba instructor. I've been a five year Zumba instructor. Um, I have classes in the DMV at Velvet and Steel Fitness in Waldorf, Mondays and Wednesdays, 8 o'clock. Come see me. I'll get you in shape. Um, man, I, I'm just about in changing people's lives, whether it be um, first and foremost through my music. And everything that I, I do with the organization and even with the Zumba, it has music connected to it. I feel like music is the, is the foundation of our or the soundtrack to our lives. It helps us. We can put on any type of music any time of the day, whether it be hip-hop, classical, rap, R&B, and it takes us to a different place or gets us through a certain situation. So um, me using the, my platform to do these other things, like the organization, uh, the Respect Yourself Project, and being a Zumba instructor, it's all about changing people's lives, man. I'm all about changing people's lives and helping people to inspire people for them to live their best life now. That's what I'm all about. It's To me... I heard some pe- we, you guys talk about earlier, some people are in it for the money. It's not about the money. I know that God will take care of everything that's concerned in me financially um, and in every way. I know that my purpose is to be able to inspire people and empower people, and he's given me this gift of song um, to be able to do that. And so I'm grateful to be the vessel to be for him to use to be able to provide this to his people, whether a hundred people hear me or a million people hear me or one person hear me. As long as somebody's inspired or their life is impacted by the things that I'm doing, regardless of if it's my music, my organization, or my fitness, I've done my job. I can leave this earth saying that, that I know I've done a job well done. All right, man, one last, one last question from, 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 from me, at least anyway. And that okay. is, and that, the question is, um, for those that are listening, and they want to get into this industry. They 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 want to be a singer or or songwriter or a producer. And they had a chance to pick your brain. What advice would you give them going into this? I would tell that person, that young man or that young woman, um, to stay the course. This business of music is not easy, and it's not for everybody. Um, you have to have tough skin. You got to be able to get knocked down, get back up, and get knocked down again 50 more times. You're going to get rejected a lot. You're going to get told no. You're going to show up to venues and places to perform, and there's only one person there. You're going to show up to places to perform, and you're going to be able to have nowhere to dress. You're going you're gonna, to put yourself out there and people are going to like you and they're not going to like you. I say stay the course because if it was meant, if it's meant for you to do and you're passionate about it, don't do it because you want to do it for the money. 
Do it because you're passionate about it. And if you're passionate about it and this is what you're meant to do, you'll get to where you need to be. So I would just tell people to stay the course and stay focused and stay inspired and be you. Don't worry about what's on the radio. I don't listen to the radio. Everything I listen that's current, I get it from probably off the blog or listening to, you know, conversations and radio shows like, like this, and I, I hear and discover new things. But I say be yourself and be creative. Wow. That, yes. that kind of segues, in, kind of segues into my question, which is my last question uh, before we get, you know, before we uh, play your uh, last song, you know, in this, this interview. I really don't want this interview to end, to be honest with you, because this is a lot of fun. Uh, but my question to you is, um, like with anything in life, you know, you have goals, whether they're short-term goals or long-term goals. So for you, I mean, you've already done three studio albums and a mixtape. You've toured around the world. you open for uh, acts such as K. Michelle, Kelly Price, uh, Robin S., Fly Young Red, Raheem Devon. What are your long-term goals going forward when it comes to uh, this music industry? What are your long-term goals? My long-term goals, um, <clears throat> right now, um, I say the focus is on 1985. Um, definitely I see in the next two two years, I'll say, um, touring this album, I see a visual for every for every song off the album. I see me opening up for acts and headlining my own shows. I see myself getting my music not only here in the DM, not outside of the DMV and outside of the U.S., but across seas. Um, I see myself in the future writing for artists, um, producing for artists. I see myself being able to to tap into their emotions and whatever they're going through to help them articulate sounds that become more emotional and more real, you know, and, and helping people to relay that. I also see myself mentoring young people that wants to get into this business and do it the way I was doing. No one taught me how to do – no one taught me this business. I learned on my own. Um, watching, you know, having a great um, background with my family business. Shout-out to, to – another shout-out to Henry Soul Cafe and the Rolling Ribs, the home of the sweet potato pie. Henry is my grandfather, may so rest in peace. Um, so I had a really strong work ethic, and um, that's what drove me to, to, to pursue this music business and gave me that tough skin. So I'm looking for the bigger and better, the bigger and brighter things that's to come, man. Hopefully Grammys. Everybody's talking about it's too early, but everybody's talking about Grammys. So, I mean, I would be remiss to say I would love to have a Grammy, especially for this project, man, especially for this. Amen. Amen. So yeah, unfortunately, we gotta we're gonna have to end this interview. Like I said, I don't want it to end, but we must. So Darren, tell the people out there how they can get in contact with you, and also tell them how they can get the album and everything like that uh, for your uh, 1985 project. Definitely, you guys can can visit me at www.darren1207music.net. That's my official website, Darren1207music.net. You can also follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at 
Darren1207 Music, forward slash Darren1207 Music. You also can follow me on Instagram. I am at the Soul Entertainer. Um, you can get my music, any of my music, on all digital platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Google Music, Amazon, Tidal, Spotify, Shazam, anywhere that fine retailers, digital retailers, music is sold and streamed. You can definitely download me there. Um, and you can also listen to my SoundCloud and get a feel from the album as well. Um, so definitely look out for me, tour, show. We have a, um, I want to plug real quickly, March 26th. I have a album release experience. It's from 7 p.m. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at the Edgewood Art Center right here in D.C. off 8th and Monroe. It's a free event. Come out. You have to register on um, Eventbrite. But come on out and experience what this album is really about. I think everybody will have an incredible time. All right. That's, what, that's, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. Darren, we, uh, we definitely... Uh, thank you for being on the show and to just give us so much insight into you as an artist, also you as a person, and insight into your latest project. And uh, we definitely wish you the best of luck going forward. Uh, and I'm definitely going to be going and down and uh, picking up this album and having it on my phone to listen to on car trips and everything like that. It's definitely something that has uh, a lot of replay value because of its, its content and its, its feel. So I, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys are now like family to me. So anytime you guys want me back, I'm definitely happy to be back. And thank you for supporting me. You guys are doing an incredible job, and um, I appreciate it. Hey, Boy, man. Thank you. thank you, man. Thank you. You guys said you uh, playing cool? Oh, yeah. We're getting ready to play it right now before we uh... – close out the show, so we're going to get ready to throw that on right now so that people can, you know, get that feel that, you know, feeling themselves and everything like that, and then we're going to come back and quickly touch on one other thing before we get up out of here, but again, Darren, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. I just want to give the the, the fans 30 seconds of this, and then I'll be gone. You guys want to hear cool, just a little bit of it. I'm cool. Cause everything to gain, nothing to lose. Trust me, I'm good. I'm cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That boy good. Y'all take care. That, all right, now. Take care, man. That, that boy good. Fine. That boy good. Peace out, y'all. Okay, I got two all now. Right, dude. <laughs> Dude, seriously. Yo, I'm going to go ahead and play this real quick. I want to come back and touch on one little thing real quick, and then we'll be getting up out of here. So let's play that that song, Cool, right here on Mic Check. That boy's back. Because I've been cut. 
Check. This is DC People's Chair, Queen Poison, and the Bishop. And once again, we got to give a big shout out and thanks to uh, Darren Smith, the sole entertainer, for being on with us and talking about his album, 1985, which again is on all digital music platforms right now. So go get it. You will not regret it. I'm telling you, guys, what do you guys think? I concur. That thing is everything. So I think it's funny on a side note how he mentioned Henry Soul Cafe, because I've been going there for years and never knew his family owned it. Oh, wow. There you go. There you so go. So that just shows like, how small, small this world really is. But like he said, go ahead and check it out. If you want some good local soul food, go ahead, stop by, get you a piece of sweet potato pie, get you some mac and cheese, something good, and cool out, relax, listen to 1985 while you do it. And, and get your vibes right. Exactly, exactly. Two plugs for the price of one. Oh, yeah. Right, real quick, you guys, before we get up out of here, everybody knows that uh, yesterday, March 9th, uh, marked the 19th anniversary 
of the death of Frank uh, of Christopher Wallace, also known as the Notorious B.I.G. Frank White, Biggie Smalls. So, real quick, I want to know from you guys what what is your favorite Biggie track? What was your favorite Biggie mm. track that you came out with? That's a tough one. There's so many good ones. Um. Okay, I do like Dreams, a smashing an R&B chick, and then there was Big Papa. Um, if I had to pick an absolute favorite, though, I might have to say one because I know all the words to that one. Nice. I love one. For me, it'll be one. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say the one with him and Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's my favorite one. Oh, Notorious Thugs. Notorious Thugs. That was, that is a good one. Uh, it's hard for me to pick a favorite, but if I had to pick a favorite, uh, my favorite would be Big Papa. Big Papa would be my favorite. Uh, Players Anthem would be my second favorite. Juicy would be my third favorite. To be honest with you, those those three right there. It's Big Papa, because just like you know the, all the words, the warning. I know all the words to Big Papa. Uh, I know all the words to Juicy, and the the Players Anthem just. Like that's that's just a classic track for Biggie. You know, having the Junior Mafia click on there, Lil C's, Kim, uh, uh, Big Pop on there rapping. I mean, that's one of my favorites as well. So, you know, nineteen man, nineteen years. And then uh, shout out, shout out to my homie, shout out to my homie Chills, my co-host on Skybox. Uh, he's listed a couple of his favorites: uh, Dead Wrong, uh, Beef. And the one with R. Kelly, "Fucking You Tonight." Yo, I love that track though. "Fucking You Tonight" is that joint though. That is the that is the joy. I don't care what anybody says. That's one of the that's one of the best joys I heard. From you know what I mean? But um, we shot you was a good one by. too. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That's that. Yeah, I love who shot you. That was when he. That was when the beef between him and Tupac really got going. That was when it really got going. But uh, we got like ninety seconds. Um, once again, definitely want to give a shout-out to everybody who's listening today. A big shout-out to Darren Smith, the soul entertainer, for stopping through and talking with us about his new album, uh, 1985. Uh, you guys any, have any final thoughts before we get up out of here? I think we're going to play one more Darren song to close us out, though, because, you know, he just has so many good joints on there. Um, I do want to thank Darren for giving us the opportunity to do this wonderful interview. I would like to give a shout-out to the rest of the TSOTS family. Um, His and hers does come on tomorrow, along with Skybox next week and then us again next week on Thursday. Um, Thanks for all the fans listening. You can find us on all forms of social media, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Make sure you guys tune in to see what the next uh, Battle of the Best will be. That definitely will be up between the now and sometime next week. Uh, quick correction, quick correction. Um, there oh, will not be there, there. There will not be a his and hers tomorrow. We are taking tomorrow off, but we're gonna come back next week. We're gonna be doing some Q and A's. So get them questions in. Get them. Get them questions in, so we can give you some honest answers. But there will not be a his and hers tomorrow night. So everybody, rest up. Please enjoy your weekend. Stay out of trouble. Don't burn on nobody's car. I, 
Okay. Right. <laughs> I just law have mercy, and I just want to say I want to give a shout out and, and send out prayers to our VP, uh, Dolce Diva, who uh, had surgery today. Uh, Dolce Diva, you know our, your family here. We love you. Uh, get well soon, and get back to the being the, the being the unique character that you are. Much love to you. Uh, Thank so you, Diva. There you go. So we're going to get on out of here, and we're going to play one more track from Darren's album, 1985. Again, you can get all uh, music platforms. Go ahead and get it because it's worth it. Uh, this is one that uh, the songs that me, both me and Poison liked the most. Uh, it was actually posted on our group, um, TSOTS Presents Mike Check. It's called Mercy Killer, and this one is an awesome, awesome track. So take a listen to this one. We're going to get on out of here, and remember... Tomorrow's not promised to anybody, so to anybody, so make sure you tell the ones that you love that you love them today. Uh, I'm DC People's Chair with Queen Poison and the Bishop. We're saying see you next week. Peace out.